because I had to lean forward to keep my arm dangling out from my body. Uh, and obviously I made quite a lot of like, oh, noises as well. And then somebody else had to take my glove off for me because my arm was so long and dangly that the other arm couldn't reach it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hello, welcome to this week's Single Track World podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm here with In Alphabetical Order. Benji. And Mark. Yeah, well done. You got that bit right. Yeah. Okay, the outtakes are good. This week, it's it's all a bit abortive. We're going, we're going to see where we end up chatting because everything's gone wrong. So, so Benji's just suggested that we should talk about events, which kind of goes into events that didn't happen last week which was Red Bull Hardline, which I went down to. And what happened, yeah. Hannah? But so it rained all week long. There was a really a successful women's camp before the weekend's main event, which happened in spite of the weather. And then there wasn't any riding on the Friday. There wasn't any riding on the Saturday. They tried to put it on on the Sunday and they had to call it off. And it was pretty wild. So... Yeah, I assume yeah. it's more to do with wind than rain, isn't it? That would be the... Uh, yeah, it was very worry. windy. Yeah, it was very windy, but it was also very wet. And I think just the combination of it all was just too much. And I kind of feel like fair play to Red Bull for pulling the plug on it. Because it happened in a, it happened in a kind of phased process where they... I think they did a little bit of riding Friday morning. And by the time I got there, which was lunchtime Friday, they pulled the plug on it and everyone was sat in the pub and then um, not drinking I should add they were just sitting around being warm and then they decided there wasn't going to be any riding on the Saturday because there was a wind warning like a full-on weather warning job and there were thunderstorms and then the Sunday it started off as we're gonna have it without any public there so that riders could take the time um, there wasn't going to be a live broadcast they were just gonna sort of pick the opportunities to ride as and when the weather presented itself. And then it was kind of downgraded again, like you can have a go if you want. 
and then it was no you're just not doing it um and there was a massive field of infrastructure just to put the race on because we went into it by mistake um so we were supposed to go into the field with the media and the public and the finish thing but like just the metal sheets that they put on the ground to drive along alone is just a vast amount of infrastructure before you've even got into um like uh broadcast stuff and lorries and first aid and all of that so give it give us an explanation what is red bull hardline for those that aren't familiar with it and why and 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 here's a leading question why would high high winds be a a particular problem for this event so it's kind of billed as the world's toughest downhill race and whereas rampage is massive features and i think most people listening be familiar with red bull rampage um it's not a timed event there's no race to get from top to bottom whereas hardline has massive features um but it's also a race like the winner is the person that can do it the fastest so you're doing it under time pressure um and some people will throw tricks in on the way down because they're like i'm not going to get a race run i'm just going to get some good photos um but so they have this format where you have the first hits happen earlier in the week and the riders have to go and figure out like how to ride these features um and then they have to string it all together into a race a race run um and there are like 90 foot gaps and 17 meter drops and just yeah and it's all on the side of a mountain um which on sunday had a huge huge waterfall like a proper tourist attraction level waterfall going down the side of the mountain and then you could see the wind socks on the track uh like blowing out sideways beside this waterfall and these then these features that like yeah you take off on one part of the mountain and the landing is somewhere else on the mountain it is ridiculous so the amount of airtime that the riders get makes the wind a particular issue for this event yeah and it's it's invite only. Is that right? I believe so. Mm. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like uh, the general public can just rock up and pay some money and enter. Absolutely not. Yeah. No riders are paid an appearance fee for yeah. for being there, and and it's massively consequential. So I guess that's the other difference from say a World Cup track that's consequential because you're racing it, but you can kind of have a look at the features and you can ride it slowly in a lot of instances, mm. but with these big air features that are in hardline, it's more like um, Swatch Nines or uh, Dark Fest or something. They're these huge features where you have to go fast and you have to pull up as hard as you can. There is no half measure. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, you've got to hit it fast and then you've got to land it. And the landings aren't groomed uh, roadways like they are in Dark Fest where, yeah, that's... Um, I think Hannah Bergman described it as like basically a concrete roadway. Um, and what you have in Hardline instead is just narrow, single track, rocky, janky exits uh, and entrances to these huge features. So who's designed this course? Is it, an, is it is, it's an is Atherton it, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, is it Dan or is it G? G rides it. Does Dan Benji? You, you know, is it a G Atherton Dan, design? Dan, yeah, Dan. Or is it a Dan? No, it's Dan. 
Dan's Dan. the digger. Yeah, he's the yeah. Digger. yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a lot to answer for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that sort of segues into, I mean, the, the, the event is huge. The riders, big pro riders and uh, the waterfall and the weather. But that wasn't the main event or the main consequence of this weekend, was it, Hannah? Well, not what for happened me. to you this weekend? No. Well, because there wasn't any riding at Hardline on the Saturday, uh, I thought, well, we'll go and ride at Dovey, as did quite a lot of other people, um, despite the fact that it was torrential uh, thunderstorm rain. Um, and I had a great time. I think we've got three runs in um on various things and it's changed quite a lot since i was there before um some of the stuff that was more like groomed and smooth on super swooper now like some of the bedrocks a bit more exposed and also it was just so wet there was just rivers running down it um and i had a great time and i was riding well and i got to the bottom of uh i think it's called original dh and there were a series of like drop big drop things and i thought i've ridden well to this point i've got a bunch of work to do on sunday and i've got hard rock to ride the next week i shouldn't push my luck and i'm going to walk down and i walked down one feature walked down the next feature and then just slipped in slow-mo on my ass and uh, dislocated my shoulder and then walked with my arm dangling like some kind of undead because I had to lean forward to keep my arm dangling out from my body. Uh, and obviously I made quite a lot of like, oh, noises as well. Um, and had to get down like a series more double drops or whatever and back to base and then was escorted into the medical hut where, to be fair, Dan did come and say hello. Oh dear, what did you do? Kind of thing. <laughs> As I was trying to be careful. There's pictures. There's pictures, isn't there? On uh, on our yeah. Instagram feeds, on the single track mag Instagram feed, go and check it out. There's pictures yeah. of, and it's not for the queasy because there's pictures of Hannah's dislocated shoulder, and then there's X-rays, and mm. uh, yes, so go go and it check that out. It, it so the the ambulance driver said that it was the best dislocation that he'd seen because it was such a like classic. Um, like medical student kind of this is what a dislocated shoulder looks like. Um, uh, and I had to get another ride. So there was a bunch of riders that went by and they were really great, like on the track. Like some people helped Kevin get my bike down and some someone came back and rode my bike the rest of the way and somebody else got the medical people to come and meet me in the car park. And, and then somebody else had to take my glove off for me because my arm was so long and dangly that the other arm couldn't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a problem that I'd foreseen. <laughs> I'm so going to pull that out for the intro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the greatest of Saturday so this afternoons. Is, this has screwed things up for you, hasn't it? Because you were going to do Hard Rock this next weekend. I was going to go to Hard Rock for the first time. Can't do that. I've got Now I've got my arm in a sling and I'm not allowed to take the sling off. Um, and it's like full on strapped to my body got a physio appointment i'm really impressed phone this morning local gp surgery has a physio appointment this afternoon so i'm sort of hoping that the physio will go oh no you need to wave your arm around a bit but at the moment it's firmly strapped to me uh, and the doctor told me it would fall out again if i took the sling off 
So, ick. Yeah, no riding for a bit. Okay. I should just have ridden the bloody feature. You and then Kevin took a it. photograph of it and it looks like absolutely nothing. You know when you take a picture of a feature yeah. from the bottom and it looks flat? Mm. Yeah, it looks like some kind of natural tr- national trust well, little walkway. You know? That'll learn you. <laughs> right, what's next? So that's what's happened. Well, well, so props to all the women who were at the Hardline event. Go and read my article that I wrote up about that because... Tani Seagrave, back from massive concussion injury, um, pulled together this women's camp and they didn't ride the whole top to bottom course, which isn't surprising given how little time they had there, but they did hit a number of features, um, did all the big air stuff and they did a really nice job, or Tani did a really nice job of pulling together racers and free riders so that their skills kind of complemented each other because the racers were quite used to all the kind of janky stuff Mm. but the free riders were used to the big air stuff and yeah they just worked collaboratively to big each other up hit hit big stuff Mm. so yeah good to see that happening yeah go and check out hannah's write-up of that on the website because it is an excellent write-up so uh, yeah check it out not saying it they're not postponing it are they that's just it done no no that's it i mean it will have cost them i hate to think how much um, yeah. But it's nice to see the right choice being made in terms of rider safety rather than kind of like, well, you know, shit happens and mm. oops, somebody's blown off sideways in a nasty injury because it's just so consequential. Yeah. I mean, it does worry me in these kind of events that um, these rider invite events, I mean, it's like Rampage worries me greatly because each year it gets or each year the riders take it to a different level and they do more and more and like you say the consequences are are huge if things go wrong and i just kind of wonder whether we've been lucky so far i mean at rampage there's been a few horror stories of people just falling off cliffs and things but so far well yeah. well kyle straight was at rampage injured himself broke his back he was back at a hard line riding mm. Um, on a bike, on a prototype rider's bike that was only two weeks old. Like, that's a lot of trust in your bike builders. Um, but he was really happy to be there and happy to be back and happy to have got some hits in. Like, yeah, he didn't feel like, oh, I've travelled right all around the world for nothing. Mm. Um, and I did think, yeah, obviously, the um, women weren't really eyeing up the competition and there is prize money available for people who win the race but everybody is getting an appearance fee Mm. and i feel like that's pretty important because you've then you're not under like as much pressure to perform um and deliver something like if you've if you've gone there and put all your money into getting there and you're not getting anything for you're just getting exposure for being Mm. there um then there's a lot more pressure on you to try and get that prize money, isn't there? Whereas if you've sort of covered your costs or get in there, then that's that's a much better, healthier position to be in. Um, whereas if you look at World Cup races, people are saying maybe they're a bit dangerous, uh, the speeds are fast, whatever. But yet there you've got this, a different sort of pressure. You've got team pressure. You've, mm. uh, you're not getting an appearance fee. And you've now got more rounds to get yourself through, to tire yourself out on, to get to the final. So, 
yeah, maybe the big air stuff in a way has rider safety more at its heart. I don't know. Well, yeah, this is this is my worry is that it isn't. I mean, the thing is with World Cup racing is you as you follow it down, those courses are designed by course designers with kind of safety in mind to a certain extent. You know, the 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 you see the padding on the trees, the danger areas are marked out. Uh, there's netting. There's, you know, there's all that sort of stuff there. And you don't see that at Rampage because it's a natural environment. That's the whole point of Rampage. It's in this natural environment. And and like you say, even with Red Bull Hardline, those jumps are insanely big. And as we found out, I, th- I can't remember who it was. There was, a, there was a, a female rider did one of the jumps, landed it at, got the right speed, landed it absolutely perfectly, but the compression on the perfect landing was such that she um, still ended up injured. Yeah, it was Jess Blewett, and she did go a little bit deep on the landing, but yeah, it was basically the pressure on the landing. Yeah. yeah. So when things get this big, I mean, how much bigger can these things go before somebody has a really nasty accident? And I know I sound like my dad right now, um, but it's, it, it, is, it is a concern. You, you, it's really exciting for us to watch. And it's fascinating, but I just wonder whether it's going too far. Well, and is it actually, it's not, it doesn't really reflect mountain biking, does it? If I'm going to be really, really... It's funny, uh, isn't it? Because I have watched Hardline and like the big jumps, they're just boring. I'll come out and say it. I don't care. It's like Audi 9s and SWAT, whatever. You know, Supercross exists. Watch that. <laughs> Why are we doing like a lame-ass version of something that's massive, massive? When they get into the woods, and then they do the the cannon, and then the big metal thing, and then they do a big hip that slows you down to zero. And then it's like, when they hit the trees, oh, it's interesting. When there's mm-hmm. turns, and uh, all that really disgusting rock wheelie drops, they have to do at like eight miles an hour, with the probably yeah. faster than that, but it looks really slow. I can relate to that, weirdly. No, they have to relate to racing, but it's just like um, big stuff is boring. Mm. I don't know why they're chasing it. I think it actually is important that you can relate to what you see in sport. Yeah. I think you think about any sport and there's always some part of it that the spectators can relate to, you know, even whether it's motorsport, whether it's football. Yeah. you know, you, you watch curling. Pro... How do you relate to curling? I mean, I don't know. Well, you can, you can. We've all slid on ice, and it's there's nothing extreme. And you think I could have a go at that? That looks fun. But you can do you curling. It's garstang. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at things like rampage, and you look at things like the massive gaps at hardline, and you look at it, and yes, it's a spectacle. But relating to it, no, I think it goes, it goes beyond. I, I, oh, I'm not. I'm not a fan, honestly. All right, I'm going to come out you and say can, it. I'm you cannot, not a fan. You cannot be a fan, but I guess you're the public. Usually, what you see is the end product. You see that event at the end of it, and some some you see a bit of the first hits coverage if you look at that stuff. But it's it's all a process, and it's all calculated, and no one's just hurling themselves off this stuff without thinking about it. Um, and oh, so, I get that. You know, I get if you that. can do a skill. six foot, 
Yeah, if you can do a six foot gap dr- jump, then you can build it up, and then you can do the twelve foot, and then and so then you get to know like what the speed is mm. to mm. go into this thing to take off, and how hard you have to pull, and then so then it just becomes fairly natural this progression, and then it's in your head, it's in like actually so. Um, who, but when are we? When are we going to get? Was it Ad Brayton that said it was? It's just falling out the sky. I think it was Adam Brayton that said it's just falling out the sky. <laughs> yeah, like it's actually that. It's kind of easy. It's, it's just in your head. Style. But when yeah. are we going to get to the bit that it's just now? It's not actually mountain biking. It's just stunts on bikes. You know, when does it become evil? Can evil jumping over buses? Just but that's the, the thing about hardline. Is it's not? Is it? It's whereas something like Darkfest is just stunts. Hardline is stringing together the stunts with the natural riding, and that's why people find it so hard because it's such a mix of skills, and that's mm. why that's one of the things that makes it really interesting. Yeah, um, I think so. I, my problem might be more with I don't know the, the the Red Bull model here that seems to be pushing or encourage. I don't. They wouldn't say pushing. I think they definitely step back and say we don't push any athletes to do anything. But there's a definite level of you know if you want to be part of this Red Bull event and the sponsorship and everything, then you're going to have to apply some pressure to yourself and go, you know, go big or go home. And I'm just kind of horribly waiting for something to go wrong. I think there was a... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, <laughs> ha A controversy about rampage a few years ago along these lines and i think that's why we've now got slope style in the desert that isn't actually very dangerous because we used to have rampage it used to be interesting because you used to be riding along knife edge stuff and mm-hmm. kelly mcgarry and all the people who were like just flying down things that weren't so built and we had the comp- complaints and now it's three hours of uh dusty slope style with the people from dodgeball commentating on it <laughs> unless you're like, who watches that braga's great like well, exactly yeah. washed out and injured himself but you know his line looked great no i'm <sighs> i just think I, what it's not mountain biking and it's a lame version of something else that's what it's like it's a bit like slope style i'll watch bmx thanks it's loads more impressive <laughs> and if i want to watch massive 100 foot gaps i'll watch um you know, motocross people. Oh. That, they're just like rubbish versions of that, isn't it? Watch the latest mission. Stick to what mountain biking is because it's amazing and do the tech things that no other 
wheeled sport does because that's the point. Mm. That's why downhill is miles better because it's what we do taken to the nth degree in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I, I agree entirely. I think the the, the rampage stuff and to the the, the hardline stuff are just taking it just a little bit beyond um the reality of or the the sort of aspirational level of mountain biking. Certainly anyway, maybe it's really personal. Who agrees with us? Are you with Hannah and you think that uh, hardline is fantastic and it's great for the sport? Are you with me and Ben do you think that maybe you just it's gone a little bit too far? Hardline is brilliant once you've got past the once it gets in the trees. It's amazing. But I just think I'd, we'd still have an event if it wasn't for all the, the jumps, wouldn't it? It's not a weatherproofed event, which is a bit odd, considering it's in North Wales. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't start from my... But I suppose it's part, the whole point of it is these 90-foot things, isn't it? Uh, apparently they did They did have a re-jigged course that would be more protected from the wind, but then it was still just too too much. So yeah. Called off. It's not been, been before, has it? I don't think so. It's been no, postponed by day. In ten years. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I guess that proves me and Benji wrong. It's a ten-year. It's got ten-year heritage. This thing. It's 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 way, yeah. doing. It's served its time. It's doing well. So mm. who are we? Who are we to comment, Benji? We're just two old men. Whinging into oh, the phone. Two old dickheads who can't that jump. Can't That's yeah. why they don't like it. <laughs> can't right. do it. <laughs> Anyway, should we move on? What's what's next? What else has happened this uh, in the last seven days? Well, it's actually it's not what's happened in the next in the last seven days. It's what's probably going to happen this week if our plans go to go to plan. Is um, this the hamsters? Ha- yes, oh. there's there's things happening with the website. We've got a, we've got a couple of things to um, give our listeners well it depends when this goes out and it depends when the stuff happens on the website as to where this is a heads up or it's go and check this out we, we don't know at the moment but first of all i'm going to start with resort guides we've got something new to launch this week it's a soft launch which means it's going to be developing as we go but we're launching a new section of the website called single track resort guides uh, we're going to launch it this week with a handful these are so we, let's I guess I need to sort of explain what a resort guide is, or certainly what a resort is. We're putting together sort of a a global collection of some of the best places that you can go and ride in the world. Okay. And there's, there's lots of options in the UK as well. So it's not one of these uh, unattainable, oh, you have to fly to New Zealand to do this, that, and the other. It's um, there's plenty of options that we're going to be reporting on the UK, but basically what we're putting together is a guide to each a resort and by resort we mean a place that you can go and stay you can go and stay you can ride your bike multiple days there's accommodation there there's more than just trials there's you know there's a resort there's there's stuff to do when you're not on the bike and there's a lot of support for when you are on the bike so as an example i guess a classic one bike park wales is a bit of a resort isn't it it's got you, you can go and, you, you can go and stay in Merthyr Tidville if you really have to. Uh, and there's more than one day's riding going on there. Um, Tweed Valley is a bit of a resort these days. There's uh, loads of places to stay, loads of stuff to do, loads of options of riding. So you could basically go to the Tweed Valley on holiday as a mountain biker. And uh, Nevis Range as well. That's it, it actually calls itself a resort. It's a mountain resort. So... Uh, these are some of the places that we're going to be launching with. Uh, I've been spending an awful lot of time, no one who knows me will be surprised, on the Whistler Resort Guide. And uh, every day I keep adding a little bit more to it. So anyway, if you listen to this, you should go and check it out. Um, tell us what you think. Tell us if it's useful. Tell us if there's things that you'd like to see. 
and uh, on a resort guide, information that you'd like to know about. And that would be singletrackworld.com forward slash resort dash guides. There will be links in the menus, so you don't have to remember that. You can just go and hit the more button on the website and the drop down will come and it'll be on there and you can go and check it out. So there's that. But that's not the only thing that we're sort of launching as well. We actually have um, something new for the forum. Um, we're launching now. This is we need to put. I need to be. We need to be careful with this and put some context in place. It's interesting. I'm going to start with some Google stuff, and then Hannah can chip in with. <laughs> said no one ever. It's interesting. No ever. I'm going to start with some Google stuff. <laughs> We've we've known for quite a long time that the single track community we you know we get a lot of information behind the scenes from the website and from Google Analytics and things like this. So we we do know an awful lot about the people who come to visit our website, and it which sometimes it's not always apparent from when you go into the forum and look around what sort of people are coming to check out our website. One thing that's kind of very, been very surprising and a little concerning to us over the last few years is the fact that we know a lot of women come to single track and we know that a lot of women read what we do there and they look at the forum but when you look at the forum and you look at the website and you look at the comments it's not always apparent that the female side of our community is there in fact the the numbers are kind of pretty shocking we have like nearly 700,000 people coming to the website every month and we know that are between 22 and 25% of all of our site visitors are women and yet when we look at the engagement and by engagement i think po i say posts in the forum comments that sort of thing we their women are how do we de describe it Hannah they're very unrepresented or unrepresentative and so we've been wondering why why is that and so one of the things that we're going to and we really want women to get involved with mountain biking we really want women to get involved with the single track community and we see that as really important we see that as part of our raison d'etre of why we're here and we've launched um sections of the website just for women we have a, a women's area of the website single track world slash singletrackworld.com slash women where all the content that is written by women is actually displayed so all of our female authors uh can you can read their works there and so we're just wondering what the issue is and we've come up with a an idea of how we're going to address this underrepresentation of women in the single track community we're actually going to launch a women's only forum hannah do you want to take it up and explain how that's going to work and why we're doing it? Oh, you're giving me the tricky bit, aren't you? Mm. Well, you've written about so, it in the, the members' okay. newsletter. so Yeah, so the hamsters, our talented tech assistants, are making it so that you'll be able to choose your pronouns in the profile. And if you are a she or a her, then you'll be able to read the Women's Forum and engage with the Women's Forum. And um, yeah, and then come along and chat. Uh, I know from being a woman and in mountain biking, I can see women chatting about mountain biking and all sorts of other places um, where it's a women's women's forum by another name. And like MTB Chicks and Trails, for example, very successful 
Facebook women's group. And so it's not like women don't want to talk about mountain biking. They clearly do. Um, and so it'd be nice if some of our single track readers who are women felt more able to chat and whether creating a space that is for women will be the catalyst to that or whether they're all too busy riding their bikes I don't know but um, it's a fairly simple if you're a woman um, and that would include trans women just to be clear um, then you can come into the women's forum and have a chat so there we are yeah we'll, we, we're hoping to launch that this week it is mm. it is uh, Monday isn't it Monday, should mm. we give some context? Monday, what the de- what is the date? It's the 17th. 17th, yeah. It's the 17th of July as we're recording this. So we're hoping that we're going to get that up. And we're really interested in your feedback. We're not doing this to make a statement. We're not doing this for anything. It's it's We're happy to receive your feedback, whether you think it's a good idea. Uh, so do tell us. And uh, and do get involved. So we'll we'll see. And it's it's a kind of it's not an experiment. It's not kind of a trial. But we're flexible. We're always flexible about the things that we launch. So if things need to change, if we need to make it better, if we need to alter things, then we, we will do that. And we will do that in conjunction with you, our readers and listeners. So do let us know what you think about that. Yeah, because I guess it informs what we. Right, like we do look at the forum and the forum is part of a community and there's all sorts of useful and interesting and entertaining information being shared there. But it also comes through to engaging with stories as well. And if people comment on stories and tell us about what they think of stories, then we know that, oh, well, people want to read about that or they don't want to read about that or they want to hear more about that, whatever. Mm -hmm. And if women don't come and tell us that, then we don't know what they think. Um. And maybe they're not reading it. Well, we know they're reading it. That's the thing is the stats show that they are reading it. Yeah, we know they're there. We know they're there. Um, Not that that's creepy or anything. But um, yeah, so telling us, being vocal about what you think of stuff is useful because then we've got more chance of writing more more things that you're interested in. And what I do know from wider publishing statistics and things is that um, apparently women are more interested in reading um, and engaging with kind of personal stories about mountain biking, about the experience of mountain biking than they are in tech reviews and four star things. And that's very much what single track does is a lot of that sort of um, the experience of mountain biking stuff. So we should have people going, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Exciting times. That's two, two, new things launching on the website this week so we hope you uh, let us know what you think right what's next what else have we done this week or going to do uh, dug out my uh, waterproof trousers <laughs> yes this is the week for testing waterproof kit that is for sure I did do some of that at Duffy that's for sure yeah. <laughs> I actually went riding at the weekend I want to tell you about the ride I did at the weekend went riding with some friends uh uh, it was actually on Friday, so not quite the weekend, and we got it was in the Lake District. We found a quiet part of the Lake District to have a really good ride. It was uh, out of Staveley, and it was into up and around Kentmere. It was not the classic Garbon Pass. It was I think it's called the Three Rivers, and I've actually I actually tracked it on Commute. And if any of our subscribers or any of our listeners have a Commute account then you can go and check out the route that we that i did as like a bonus 
on our on the single track mag uh, commute account. Go and check it out. Got some pictures on there, but it was absolutely it was brilliant. It reminded me of mountain biking of of old, not you know proper cross country where you had so so much mixed terrain and big climbs and and techie descents and I, I had such a good time. I can't tell you how much it sort of revitalized my sort of um, urge to go out into the countryside and ride rather than going to bike parks and things like that. It was, it was fantastic. And it was amazingly quiet. I mean, the Lake District, it's peak season in the Lake District. You can't go riding any of the classic routes in the Lake District without tripping over or being, you know, hit from behind by e-bikers and, and all sorts of stuff. But, uh, but this was a really quiet part of the uh, Lake District. And mm. it was it was amazing. We got in before the rain, and uh, had a fantastic time. Well, so I'll go I and check that I out. Did, I think I did that route with James Vincent as a photo shoot once, and it was absolutely pissing down. <laughs> yeah, which might be partly to do why it's so quiet out in Lark. Everyone else had looked at the weather <laughs> forecast. Yeah, I did ride it. Oh, I did ride at the weekend. I rode on what tyres? What uh, tyres did you use, Benji? The biggest. Uh, Schwalbe have either been like wizards and they sent this, their like mud tyres, didn't they? So they had a tacky Chan, the new one on the back, and a dirty Dan on the front, which I assume is meant to rhyme. <laughs> and they were the ones with the purple stripe on. And uh, I put them on an assisted bicycle and balls to the conditions. <laughs> you go wherever you want. It's amazing. Because that's what's great. So with between having a motor and having the world's grippiest tyres, I was totally not bothered about what was happening. Well, everyone else is either hiding away or binning it off. So I keep going, don't you? Well, good. Good. And then uh, did I ride? That was only yesterday. Was that only yesterday? Bloody hell. Oh, no, Rod. And then on Thursday, I rode, uh, of all places, around Accrington. Oh, well, I used Clinton, to ride a lot around there as well. Who are they? Peel Park? Exactly. Peel Park. Coppice, yeah, up there, yeah. Yeah, up the top. It's quite nice up there, isn't it? It's quite big. There's yeah. quite an expansive little uh, area, and then there's enough uh, interesting ones in there. And then, so, uh, 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 a resort guide for Aquiton coming soon to the Single Track website? Well, we'd um, have to expand and include Hindburn, I would imagine. Possibly even Hapton. <laughs> so, it's doable. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, right. What's coming up this week? Uh, heads up on Fresh Goods Friday. It might even be out already. But what, Benji, got any ideas of what's going in for FGF this week? Oh, my God. It's Monday. Uh, <laughs> don't don't let on that we only do Fresh Goods Friday late on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything secret to go in. Oh, yeah, there's some wheels that are, uh, will be in. Uh, and that's honestly all I can remember. They are... Um, they have a swear word warranty and a swear word in the warranty, and they're made of uh, carbon. And I that's, think that's. I don't. There might be some other things arrived. I've got. A, so I've got. A, what was that thing that arrived during this podcast? Privacy shower tent or something. <laughs> might put that in for events. I've also got Ted's one of Ted's birthday presents, which has arrived also during the podcast. Ooh. That is. is that um, is it some kind of tech retro gaming thing? He had got cool retro games last last year. I got to, no, it's uh, it's DVDs, so it probably is a bit retro. It's retro. Secondhand yeah. DVDs because you get them for like one pence, mm. and they have to do something about it because it's Planet of the Apes original box set basically, 
And the cover spoil has the spoiler on it, right? <laughs> the spoiler of all time. Oh, we're talking the classic, uh, classic yeah. film, Planet of the Apes, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, yeah I know Charles exactly Heston. what you mean. So should, we, should, we, to... should we not spoil it for any listeners? Oh, no, I won't. So it's, so it's like um, I'm going to have to kind of remove the cover or reverse it or something. So that's what I'm trying to work out at the moment. And there's also got the first series of the original Star Trek uh, that might arrive today as well. Excellent. Mm. Very old. Yes, that's the geekiest thing in the world. I approve. But- well, they are, but the, it's presents. kind of like he's into sci-fi, but these are quite um, strangely uh, for American things. They're quite left-wing humanist mm. items. That if you go and watch them again, it's oh, right. like Star Trek. In particular is amazing. It's well good. Yes, so that's quite good. And there's there's loads of them. It's only season one, but it's got thirty episodes or something. Bananas. Yeah, I think there's only two that's seasons. There's only two seasons of the original Star Trek. But, oh, yeah, uh, they were. Yeah, yeah. they were, um, um, just need a lot of uh, polyester. That was the main budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the light bulbs. So oh, that's what I'm doing. I kind of wait for Ted. Well, it's the end of an era, isn't it? I'm finishing primary school. That'll be this week's uh, thing. Um, yeah. So, could put a school blazer in yeah. Fresh Goods. We've got that high school blazer. We're going to put your sling into Fresh Goods this week. Yeah. There are some pictures of me in pain with my, with my dangly arm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I can't cool. believe I've managed to spam myself for the start of the school holidays. I've got two weeks of no, not having any kids and right. not having school runs or any of that, and I'm spammed. So I might, I might try and be a third hand and do some van conversion stuff. Oh, yeah. Just like pass screws or something. Oh. So no hard rock for me. God damn it. <laughs> I, can't right. even, I can't even drive us to any fun places. Like, right. I can't even ride a bike to work and they're going to be digging the road up in Hebson Bridge. So like it's actually going to be closed at night and stuff. Um so I Good. failed. I wanted the, the the road in Hebden Bridge is so rough that I've been meaning to get a tray of eggs and a GoPro and put the tray of eggs on the front of my cargo bike and ride at speed through Hebden <laughs> and see how many eggs are left by the end of the high street. And I I can't do that. I've been meaning to do it, haven't done it. And now they're going to fix the road, and I'm not going to be mm. able to swan past them happily as they do the roadworks and there's all this traffic jam because I've got one arm and yeah. I'm, oh, and I'm going to be reliant on trains, which are all on strike. So, frankly, I'm mm. going to sulk and eat biscuits. Except oh, well. I haven't got any in the house and I can't get to the supermarket. Well, at least Can you Kev know. drive? Is he not allowed because he's no. an illegal alien? He's an American. They won't let him. Uh, hey, well, at least you're not Amanda going to do a short course cross-country race on Friday of a duration of 20 minutes. Well, mm. I guess that depends on how quickly or how slow you are. But, uh, but a 20-minute short course race that costs 38 quid to enter. With oh, the and then she can't actually get into it because uh, she hasn't got enough rankings or something. No, it's so she's paid the money to join, and then they won't let her in because she's not ranked. 38 quid to ride for 20 minutes. That's, that's you know, even Whistler's cheaper than that. Okay. I was going to say there's... Yeah, I'm going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> cool. Right, shall we leave it there? I think we're, we've rabbited on enough, and uh, I think we can draw it to a close. 
So yeah, okay. have a good have a good uh, wherever you are. Hope you enjoyed that. Tune in next week when we've got more. Uh, do check out all the new stuff that we've put on the website that we've talked about in this podcast. And uh, other than that, I think it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Uh, Hello and welcome. Oh, 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 baby. oh, God. oh we started. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello oh, and welcome start. to this week's single. Oh, God, that's your interrupting. Just <laughs> shut up, Pooh Perry. <laughs> Why don't we talk about th- attending things, like events? That time of year, isn't it? I'll, I'll talk about events. Hannah's not even done the introduction yet. Hold on. Hannah. Go again, <laughs> Hannah. Hello, welcome to this week's Single Track World podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm here with In Alphabetical Order. Benji. And Mark. Yay, well done, you got that bit right. Yeah, okay, the outtakes are good. Um...